Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ advocate. And this week I am covered in Benjamin Moore semi-gloss paint. Yes, you are. And I'm Missy Stevens. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, foster care advocate. And this week, grown-up furniture shopper looking for a real bed. Oh, I love ours. Okay. Send I need to the get West Elm link. Okay. Then you can get it in six to eight months. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, this week, we are so thrilled to have Lee Coles on the show. Lee is a mom and dot, 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 industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, certified life coach, and certified Clifton Strengths coach. I'm going to do a little Shout oh, out for mine right back here. Strikes yeah. book. <laughs> and Lee is the founder of Career Sequel, where she works one-on-one with moms, helping them bridge their career gaps to land flexible, meaningful work they love. Lee also hosts the weekly Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast, which we are big fans of, yes. where she shares job search tips and strategies, everything from networking without hating it to resume and LinkedIn strategy to building confidence and acing your interviews. She's a firm believer that everyone deserves to find a job that fits their life, which is like our motto pretty much. Yep. I guess we can't have yep. that motto now if that's her motto. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Lee spent 25 years in the DC area and now has settled in Toledo, Ohio. She and her husband have a 19 year old son and a 17 year old daughter. Welcome, Lee. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. It's so great to be here. Oh, we, we are, are so super excited. Yes. You guys are my Oprah's. Oh, <laughs> We should well, say that we can you. be done doing the podcast now. Like <laughs> said, there, that's it. This is our that's last it. episode. And on a high note. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to do a little bit of Lee 101. We did your bio, but we'd love it if you could tell our listeners how you got where you are today and any career pivots that happened along the way and what inspired you to do what you're doing now. Well, I was always the friend who you went to if you had a if you had a problem and, and I like that role. I love that role. Yeah. I like being that person. And so I, that attracted me to the field of psychology. So I majored in psychology in undergrad and then thought I would love to use this. I love just figuring out what's going, you know, what makes people tick and yeah. how do you help people and how do you help them overcome their problems? But when I decided to take a deeper dive into psychology, I, I, considered becoming a clinical psychologist, but then I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard to deal with. Like, what if people have really, really horrible problems that I can't help them with? And um, I just, I was a little too afraid to do that. So I also loved the idea of psychology's application to the workplace, Mm -hmm. which is what made me go into industrial organizational psychology because I thought I could really help people find their place in the workplace and find find a career. And if you're not familiar with industrial organizational psychology, it's a mouthful. We, we call it I am psychology. It's <laughs> one of our questions. We're that like, tell is. us more yeah. about this. I, know, I was picturing the Windy Roads from Billions. Do you know, know have you ever I, watched that? I have not. It is on my list, though. I've, yeah. I would love oh. to. You might be fascinated by the Wendy character for sure. Yeah, because she sure basically heavily fictionalized. But. Yeah, even though she is not like the head of the corporation, she really rules it from a psychological yep. standpoint. And just their the health, the psychological health of the yeah. employees there and their ability to do the, the jobs that they do. I don't know if I'm at that level of ruling and organization <laughs> with all of my superpowers, but... <laughs> Yeah, the the industrial side of psychology, that is more nuts and bolts, like creating a selection system. And so that involves how does a company pick the right people for the jobs? And then getting down to training programs. How do you design a training program so that it empowers the employees and, and helps them grow and helps a company grow? And hiring people as well. And the organizational part is more the touchy-feely part, like 
leadership and motivation and team building. So IO is kind of the marriage of those two things. So I got my degree and then um, worked as a consultant in the DC area, helping companies, mainly helping them with their selection program. So I was designing interviews and helping the companies kind of figure out how to find the right people for the job and also training programs too. Like how do you break down a job into its into its basic pieces and parts mm -hmm. and how do you help someone learn how to do that job better? So what an That's interesting what I, perspective that gives you though. That's yeah. the full 360 for your clients to really understand right. what, what the companies are looking for. Right. So I was on the company side, which was, which was really fun, but I did miss that personal connection with the people coming yeah. into the job. So, mm -hmm. and so I did that work and then I took a career break. So I had my first child and I decided that I was going to stay at home because my, my husband traveled full time mm -hmm. and I just did not know how that would work with. Yeah. Yep. We can traveling. relate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was out of the workforce for over a decade and I thought I'm just gonna, I am going to focus all my energy on the kids and their schools. And I'm a type A personality. So I kind of transferred everything to just trying to be the best stay at home yeah. mom I could possibly yeah. be. So did that, you know, was, um, you know, heavily involved in the kids school and president of the parents association did all of that type of thing. And mm -hmm. when I'm working in that role, you see all these other moms who are total superstars. Yes. And the DC area is just, I think it's a requirement. You have to be a type A person to live there. And so <laughs> I would say, yeah. yeah. So I just was surrounded by these brilliant powerhouse moms mm -hmm. with degrees from all the schools that, you know, you yeah, would yeah. dream about getting into. And they were working for the school and doing, doing so many amazing things. Yep. So um, when I decided to go back into the workforce, I kept thinking about all the knowledge that I had about how you can get a job. And also during my career break, I was on hiring committees for the school. So I kept active mm -hmm. in that area mm -hmm. as well. And really it was one of the people who would interview candidates for various positions. And I thought this would be something great, this pool of talent that is untapped. Right. And so often uh, I would hear my friends who were geniuses who hadn't been <laughs> in working, they hadn't been getting paid work. Yeah. They would put themselves down and say, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't really do anything. And I was thinking you were a corporate lawyer for how many years? I know. And so that how quickly is, we forget though. I know. Like, it takes know. no time to be like, oh, I don't, I I can't do anything. Oh, I think within a couple of days, I was already yes. like, nope, this is all I yeah. can do now is warm up bottles. And this is, For all, sure. this is all I'm True. capable of. For sure. I would think, I would say, I've said to my husband, like, I have no marketable skills. And it just oh, makes his head explode. Oh, that me. Yeah. And right. you're basically the CEO of your kid's swim team right now. The stuff you were doing, I was telling her actually, as we were logging on, I said, you are a project coordinator. You're an sure. event planner. Mm -hmm. I think of all the requirements for just the right. role that you have with this swim team. And it's incredible. Yeah. That's when well, we all had jobs before where we did all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. right? and managed people and budgets. And every, the minute you leave, you're like, well, I don't know. I can't do it. I know. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's only like those those I didn't get paid for it. So it must not count. Oh my right. God. That's so true. Mm -hmm. But I'm so curious, like knowing what you knew. Did that put you in a better framework to be able to actually, I kind of talk about like soaking in the time when you're actually at home with your kids. I did a very bad job of that because I don't know why I felt like if, if I didn't fully like let myself enjoy it, then it meant that I was very serious about going to work someday. Whereas mm -hmm. I really wish that I would have just been like, no, this is the time that I'm doing this. And then there will be a time when I go back to work. Were you able to separate that? Or did you still have oh, that? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. no, not at all. 
I'm so good at looking at other people. Like my top Clifton strength is developer. So uh -huh. I can uh -huh. look at someone else and see how amazing they are. But no, I, I was, <laughs> I did not think I was some superstar, like with all the things I was doing. Yeah. I was in the trenches doing laundry and caring for the pets and filling up my day with so many things that, but at the end of the day, when they, when your husband comes home and asks you, what did you do? You, you don't even know. Yeah. Oh I, I don't have a list. So yeah. I would always say, well, we're all alive. <laughs> Here we are. We are alive. And I think we all ate. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit. I think we had a lot of fears about our breaks and a lot of fears that are still lingering from our breaks. What do you hear as kind of a, as you talk to women, what are their concerns when they take these breaks and are trying to think about what comes next? What, is there a common thread? A common thread when people come to me is I haven't done anything in the last X amount of years, 10 mm -hmm. years, 15 years. I haven't done anything. Mm. And I, in every single case, I find that this is a lie. <laughs> well, this is not true. Yes. They think it's true. Everyone, everyone right. thinks that it's true. And they think they're, they're coming to me and they're like, wait, I'm coming to you, Lee, but you don't understand. Like, I really haven't done anything. And it is so not true. And it's because just like you, Missy, all the things you're, or Suzanne was just listing off all of the things right. that you've done. You haven't given yourself credit for a lot of those things. Right. And you don't give yourself credit for all the things that you do when it doesn't come with a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I know we assign so much value to literally the value of money. Mm -hmm. And so our self-value just goes. Right. Yeah. So unhealthy. I know. And actually that ties into, I, I recommend all the episodes for people who are listening, if they haven't yes. listened to your podcast, but one of my favorites was number 14. Um, I think Missy and I talk, as you see her gritty in the background for anybody who's watching this oh, yeah. on YouTube. I don't know if I can reach her, but that's, she's back here. That's her, <laughs> that is her, her little mean voice inside her head. And I think we all have a lot of that in this negative mm -hmm. self-talk or just, mm -hmm. or even if it's not negative, just I don't know. We're just saying, not saying the nice things that we should to, to ourselves. Right. And I hear there I, are people that don't have a constant dialogue in their head, but I don't, it's I amazing know. to me. Like, no, they must've had too much of this paint. <laughs> I'm sniffing a lot of my paint fumes. Uh, but yeah, so the, the episode was called why you aren't taking action, which as soon as I saw that come up, I was like, yes, listen, listen. now, listen now, <laughs> stop everything else. But the phrase that sums it up is your thoughts, create your feelings your feelings drive your actions and your actions create your results. Right. And so as far as the results that we are getting, it's because the thoughts that we were thinking or not thinking about ourselves have either caused us to take action or not take action, you know, especially that mean girl voice. So really curious what your recommendations are for clients to help get control of those thoughts, either to hush up the bad ones or to just make sure that they have the yeah. a positive inner dialogue. Right. Well, I didn't go and become a clinical psychologist, but I did decide that I wanted to really figure out, really learn how to help people progress. So that is why I became a certified life coach. Mm -hmm. And as a life coach, it's different from a therapist in that with therapy, you spend a lot of time looking back and figuring yeah. out, okay, why is it that I am this way, which is, which is very helpful. I think therapy is great. Life coaches is, is taking where you are now and thinking about what you want for the future and deciding how to get there. Mm -hmm. And it all begins with your thoughts. We have, and I, I don't believe that there's anyone who doesn't have an inter internal dialogue. The things that pop up in your head, that is your internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to think about what you are thinking about because yeah. when you think something, it automatically generates a feeling in your body. So if you keep thinking, my career break is going to hold me back, then how does that make you feel? That would maybe make you feel stressed or it may make you feel like you're not confident. Mm -hmm. It may make you feel unmotivated or fatigued or 
so many different things. And what do you do? What do you do when you feel something? Like feelings impact your actions. So sure. if you keep thinking my career break's holding me back and that makes you feel fear, maybe. Like I can't, I I can't, I can't apply for a job or I can't find that job because my career break's gonna hold me back. Well, as a result of your fear, you're not going to be taking the actions that you need to do. You're not going to be telling people that you want to go back to work. You're not going to apply for jobs. You're not going to do like the things that you need to do. And the mm -hmm. result will be that your career break will hold you back. So it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So when I work with my clients, it's very different from, I know some people want to go back to work and they'll hire a resume writer or something like that. And I do help my clients with their resume, but the big thing is we meet and we talk and I help them capture those thoughts. Like when they say, I haven't done anything, I say, okay, you just told me you didn't, you haven't done anything. Let's look back at your career break. Let's talk mm -hmm. about that. So mm -hmm. really get them in touch with their thoughts. It all starts there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know. Did, I, <laughs> did you feel a little bit seen there, Missy? Yeah. <laughs> because I do think that, I know it's not universal. There are women who plan ahead, which we want to talk about in a minute. But for those of us who, I think Suzanne and I both talked about this, that it sort of happened to us. We allowed it to happen to us. Like we made a decision to stay home for a while, but really didn't have a plan. And mm -hmm. I think that's when your thoughts start to spiral. Right. Um, so it's, I connect with that so much, mm -hmm. but I know there are women who do have a plan. They, they make a choice and they say, I'm going to take a break and I want my break to be this amount of time. What are some things that they could be doing as they make these intentional choices so that when it comes time to go back to work, they aren't in that spiral of, I don't have anything to offer. Mm -hmm. I think first of all, just making that decision to stay home when you, when you've decided to stay home. Be all in. And because I think as women, we're just so torn as to what we should do and shouldn't do. And we have yep. examples all around us of, you know, my friends, we all kind of went through the same thing. Some friends said, hell no, I'm not staying home. You know, yeah. like I am totally going like, and we're just so excited to be at work and knew 100% that that's what they wanted to do. And then I had friends who said, who knew 100% they were going to stay home. And then there's the whole in between. And mm -hmm. also, I, I just want to say there's a, it, it doesn't have to be on each pole. I would say like the majority of people I know, majority of moms, they're not firmly at one pole or the other. It is okay to move back and forth. It is okay to, to go to work and then decide that it doesn't work for you and then, mm -hmm. and then stay home for a while. So, and I think now, especially it's getting to be more acceptable to, to leave and come back where mm -hmm. the, this pandemic has made us more adaptable and made us more open to that in ourselves and to others, more understanding of that. Yeah. So, yeah. but if you are going to stay home and you do decide that you're going to go back to work at some point, when opportunities come your way to volunteer, if you're trying to do some volunteering or trying to do some extra tests, because you know, when so many things get thrown on you when you're at home, people say, oh, uh, she yeah. doesn't have a job. Yep. <laughs> She'll do that. <laughs> yeah. And the guilt gets you. You're like, I don't right. want to do this, but I know this other person has a job. And so I guess I'll right. do it. Yeah. I would, my advice would be to make sure that you volunteer intentionally. So the task that you take on, ask yourself, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that will maybe help me get to a place I'd like to go in the future? But really try to avoid being the, just taking on things that you don't want to do. And I know sometimes yeah. you don't realize that you didn't want to do it until you're doing it. And then you're like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, but that's a learning opportunity too. You're like, well, it I, is. I know it when is. it, when something like this is in the job description, that's probably a no. Yes. Right. Right. That is true. It helps us. Oh, we talk a lot about core values. And I think that oh, I mean, having yeah. those in place will help you make some of those decisions too. Mm -hmm. And maybe mm -hmm. 
figure out which opportunities seem a little more interesting and valuable to you. I, guess. I am a firm believer in core values. In fact, I have all my clients, we do a core value exercise towards the beginning of our work together because yeah. so many people, like I just have, uh, you know, I had a client who said, well, you know, I just was really bad at, at my last job. Like the job that she had before she decided to take her, a career break, she felt like she did not do a good job and we did her core values. And I said, do you realize that your core values are in violation of what you were doing in your last job? It wasn't you. Yes. It was wow. this misalignment between your core values and that job that you had. So like in a different job position, you would have been happier and more successful yeah. and, and you would have enjoyed I it. I think that's so much. I mean, I, I am so grateful for almost every <laughs> day that I've had home with my kids. Um, for the most part, it's been wonderful. And it is such a privilege. I, I recognize totally. what a privilege yeah. it is. Um, but I do think that it probably would have been more tempting to go back at times. But my that same thing, the last job I do not think was in alignment with my core values. So in my mm -hmm. brain, it was like work equals not good or work exactly. equals, you know, just work stress and whatever. Stress. Yeah. Right? Whereas right. no, I think that had it been more aligned, it would be like, no, work means I have to make some compromises with the time I spend with my family, but I'm also doing this thing. Like if my full-time work, which it kind of has become is doing this podcast, like we do it for free because we love it that much. So I can see where, oh, if this had been my job, then yeah, that would have been really yeah. tempting. That would have been a harder yeah. decision to make whether to go right. back or not. Um, mm -hmm. So it does, it makes so much sense when, yeah, that, that breaks my heart to think that she thought she was bad at something. It's like, no, it was bad yes. for you. It wasn't that you were bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, was bad. it was wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a, what a gift though, that you give her yeah. as far or give all your clients as far as understanding yeah. that and then being able to make a more informed decision for the next job. I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of my favorite parts of, the, of my job is just giving them a mirror and having them see someone who they hadn't seen before. Yeah. What I mean, one of my clients, they all say, oh, I haven't done anything. <laughs> but we realized after talking about what she did on her career break that she had not even taken a career break. She oh, had wow. been doing like um, all this work for free, like yeah. actually producing things, producing blogs and content and basically was a marketing manager for a family member. And she'd oh. been doing it for years, but because it was her family member and she hadn't been paid, yeah. this stuff is public stuff. She didn't give herself credit for it. Yeah. I said, I know. do you understand what you've been doing? <laughs> like, this is gold. So um, it just kind of was an explosion in her brain. Now I'm trying to remember it. Oh, I don't remember which episode it was of yours, but it was this idea of your previous coworkers, your previous bosses have this like suspended vision of right the, the frozen in that, time yes, phenomenon. Yes, the frozen in time phenomenon. And I just think that's so interesting, but I've had that actually happen. It's not even the frozen in time is people. I was at a, just a wine night back in the glorious month of July, when we thought that we could actually get right. together again, that oh, was fun yeah. in our little break. Of yes. Yes. And yes. I was talking about the podcast and stuff. And one of the women, and I've known her just kind of, she's, I was always intimidated by her because she runs like this marketing agency and she's fancy schmancy and has all these connections and stuff. And I was talking about, you know, the whole point is about trying to get stay at home moms to see their value and make these decisions about their life. And she looked at me, she's like, I never knew you were a stay-at-home mom. And I mean, I had known her and I'd been in interactions with her and spent time with her at events and all this stuff. She's like, she's like, I am in shock right now. Like I, I never would have thought that And because I do a lot of advocacy work. I'm involved in the community and all mm -hmm. right. you know, in the school. Well, you have many stuff. titles. You're not just stay-at-home 
mom. We're you're... mom and dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> and so exactly. she had only yeah. seen the dots. She'd really only seen the dots. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, she didn't know you in your mom role. Like yeah. You and so it was so weird. So I was thinking about that idea that you were saying that, you know, your former coworkers have this vision of you that they have not seen you change diapers and wear your pajamas for three days in a row. And same thing. There's other people in your current day world that maybe don't even see you as that. I stay at home role because of the things you are doing just because you're not paid for them. Doesn't mean that people don't see that as mm-hmm. you doing something. So I love that. Well, and is that we've talked about it a little bit, like, is that a psychological phenomenon? Does it have a name when you can only see yourself as who you are in that moment? Like mm. if I have been in my pajamas for three days, then I can only see myself as some sort of person who can't get their act together. Like mm-hmm. I cannot remember the person who got up and put on real clothes and went to a real job with grownups, you know, like I, right. it's like, she doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we are multifaceted and that's the whole thing about work-life balance. It's like, it's, it's all the same, you know, it's all right. Like even that, that term I think is getting to be outdated just because you're still living your life when you're at work. And it's just, it's all entwined. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's almost time. I can't believe it's almost time for the look, listen, learn segment, but I'm, we have too many things to cover. I know there's so many (laughs) things, but I saw a great post on your site, uh, a blog about reasons why it's a good time to go back to work. And Uh so I'm not, I'm not entirely sure when that was written as far as like, if this was pre or post uh, pandemic, but you know, we see a lot of headlines about the great resignation, which, uh, you know, some makes your brain think, well, I'm not going to go if those people don't want their jobs, I don't want their job either. But I also feel like there's a real opportunity right now for a lot Mm -hmm. of flexibility, remote work options, if childcare is a primary issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I don't want people to think that, no, it's all awful. Everybody's all quitting their jobs. It's not the time. So are you seeing this time right now as a real potential opportunity for people who've been on a career break to get back in? I really do. I really do think it's a great time because the world is changing now. I mean, for years, forever, moms have struggled with wanting that flexible work, Mm -hmm. like work that's meaningful, work that's flexible, but we kind of had to, we had to be kind of secretive about it. We couldn't just come out and say, look, I need my job to be flexible. Mm -hmm. That was just something we were just supposed to suck it up and try to do your work during the work hours as Mm -hmm. scripted. Mm -hmm. And now that has all been blown out of the water and organizations are being pushed to make accommodations for not just moms, but just for people in general. They've realized that, that we need, we need flexible, meaningful work and organizations are made up of human beings. I mean, the people who are writing the HR, I think they have, they may have kids and they have their issues as well. And all of us have been affected by the pandemic. So I think there are more opportunities now than ever for flexible work, for remote work, hybrid work, um, being able to set your own hours that, so I think this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are starting to wake up to the fact that work doesn't have to get done from eight to five right? in a certain chair, in a certain place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and some companies have known them for a long time. And I, my husband has worked from home for years, mm-hmm. a lot of years. I've had a permanent roommate. <laughs> Your eyes got a little bigger when you said yeah, that. Just the other day years. I was like, do he traveled full time for most of that, but he worked yeah. home. But I, I, the other day I was like, so are you going to go anywhere? Anytime <laughs> <soon>? <laughs> like not yet. I just would love oh, one night, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, you know, so his company has known that forever, but a lot, a lot of companies and a lot of managers have been stuck in this traditional, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but this way it's just always been done. Right. Um, so if we have to look at silver linings of the pandemic, I think we've heard over and over again from people we've interviewed that this is a great opportunity to carve right. out a new way of living. Yeah. I believe that too. 
Oh, yeah. well, good. Well, so for the women who are feeling inspired and think that maybe this is the time to start looking yeah. and would like to work with you, where is the best place for listeners to find you? And do you have any events or seminars or anything coming up? Right now I'm focusing on working with one on, I'm working with one-on-one clients mm-hmm. and I do have some openings that are, will be coming up. If people are interested, they can find me at my website, careersequel.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram, so they can contact me that way. But if they know someone also who is struggling with this, then I would love to help them get back into the workforce and find a job that fits their life. I just love it. And if people want to follow you on socials, I highly recommend it. Your Instagram feed is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, super useful. Super teach fun. Teach us how to do like, reels, please. Yeah, <laughs> teach us how to do what you do because you do uh, it really well. Yes. And, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's worth it. And if you're toying with going back to work um, or even if you're just curious, like I highly recommend the follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank exactly. you. All right. Well, I think it is time for our look. I can't believe it. Learn segment. I know time goes too fast. We say it every week. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. I'm excited. I want to know what I should be reading and watching. I know. Well, I've got some weird ones today, but for anybody, if this is your first listen to us, uh, the look, listen, learn segment is a time when we each share something that we've been watching or reading or admiring or listening to, to help inspire others or give you something to do if you're getting tired of your have you run out of Netflix yet Missy I think we've run out of Netflix (laughs) pretty close I'm pretty close yeah give you some ideas of new things to binge so usually we don't throw our guests right in and have them do it first because we're not uh, sure if they're uh have seen it before or listened to it before we're gonna throw you in there what are your okay I'm I'm ready well I just added billions to my list because of what (laughs) you just said yes yes right now i I'm watching um, Succession. I'm in season three of Succession. I yes. do you watch that? Oh yes, love it. Yeah, I just love them. They're so they're such a dysfunctional family. If you want to feel better about your family, <laughs> right? Better about your parenting, and like talk yes. about like what a great parent you are. Watch Succession. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, I love it, and I don't understand why I love it because it's against most of my I, core values. I know. <laughs> it totally is. But they keep you, they just keep it so interesting. And I love the characters. And then I just have to give a shout out to my, my favorite author. Well, one of my favorite um, fictional authors, Leanne Moyarty. I don't know if you- Oh, she, yes. She wrote, up, she's most famous for Big Little Lies right now mm-hmm. because, but I- I was on it before before Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. But, but um, she has this new book out called Apples Never Fall. And I just, I love her writing because it just captures family relationships, parenthood, like the family mm-hmm. dynamics. There's always a little bit of a mystery. There's a lot of humor. I always feel like I want to be like best friends with her when yes. I read her books. So yes. I recommend that. And I listen to it on audio and the audio narrator. It's the same one for all of her books. And she's fantastic. And Australian, which is on my also a plus. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember. Did she write The Husband's Secret? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, oh, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Australian I love her too. That's always good too. Oh, but I, just, oh, I almost forgot this when you were talking about succession too, I've got a great Instagram that we're going to have to put in the show notes. Someone follows all of their outfits and links to where they're from. And so it's very interesting to see even character wise, like the ones that they give the most expensive suits and the Uh ones where they dress from other places. So yes. Poor cousin Greg probably doesn't get the most expensive suits. Yes, poor cousin Greg. He's like, the gap. No, he's just curious about Shiv's clothes. Like, oh yeah, they are, they are not cheap. They are not cheap. I'll have to, I can't remember the name of the account. So I'll put it in the show notes, but yeah, it basically breaks down the outfits of all the succession characters. that's cool if you have a gazillion dollars all right missy do you want to go next sure or wait lee were you was oh yeah were you done i'm gonna pass it on to you are you sure okay are you sure yes yes (laughs) okay okay so i've watched just the first episode but i i liked it enough that i'm going to watch the next episode of the gilded age on hbo max 
and it's the same creator as Downton Abbey and it's a period drama but it's in the late 1800s or mid 1800s now I can't even remember when it was set but 18 something in New York City and it's this (laughs) new New York money old New York money and as with everything that I love, you can see the parallels to current life, but yes. it's you know, great costumes and some fun people. And um, so I think it's going to be good. Oh, wow. Okay. We needed out. a new show. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully we don't, you know, 10 episodes from now go. So sorry, we recommended that. But I think that, <laughs> so I'm danger. going to stick with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> going to stick with it. So and I have a weird one today. It's not, I'm, I'm actually asking for help and not telling anybody about anything so I have realized because I have been doing this big clean out and reorganizing my whole life and I've been doing my closet in little bits because you just can't take it but I've been doing a little bit at a time I have too much stuff and I have too many things that I don't wear and I have a lot of things that were impulse buys so whether I saw them on social media or just happened to walk through the store and be like oh I like that color I have just consumed way more than I need. And it doesn't work for me. You know, I put it Mm -hmm. on and I don't feel good in it. Or I see a picture and I'm like, who bought that? (laughs) Why? (laughs) And so I really think not just, I think at my age, I need to do this, but not just people who are nearing 50. We should really stop and think about what we're buying, why we're buying it and what really works for us. And I don't have a freaking clue what works yes. for me. I, I know what I like, I think, but I just can't pull it all together. And so I need somebody. And I was thinking we should do it on the show. If you're yes. going back Didn't into the workforce. Stacey Kim, I feel like Stacy Kim recommended. She may have. We okay. need somebody. If you were listening and you're out there and you know of somebody, you want bonus to points us. that they are in the Austin area <laughs> and can actually come into our closets. But I think it would be great. Anybody looking to launch a new career or go in a different direction needs to feel put together too. Mm-hmm. And um, so I need help. I need somebody who understands and can look at body shape. And I know someone. Oh, do you? Judith Gaton. G-A-T-O-N. G-A-T-O-N. She is fabulous. Okay. She check out her Random. podcast. Okay. She is also a master certified life coach, so she can help you through all the drama that goes along with <laughs> right. cultivating yourself. Yes. Okay. I highly recommend her. I can okay. give you the information for your show notes too. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Ooh, Perfect. good ask, Missy. Yeah, it's time to get my act together and stop just buying things to buy things. I just want to buy good pieces. I want to fill up like that section of my closet and no more. I know. This section of my closet first of all nothing fits and most um, of it is from oh my god i mean 15 years ago <laughs> like, oh my, i didn't know i had velvet pants of oh, some velvet pants i don't know those are probably yeah. back when i was working still so yeah it's i need a refresh i agree i need a refresh all right i love yeah. that missy do you have any other look listen learns missy nope that's it for me today that is it for you. Oh my gosh. I've got, I've got so many things. I've got, I've had a lot of time to look and listen and well, not, I guess kind of look, um, yeah. as I've been complaining about, if anybody follows on social media, I've been painting all of the trim and doors in our bedroom. When we moved into our house, I'll have to show it before and after our house is very fun. And the people who built it had a lot of style. They're much more stylish than we were. And they had a very monochromatic color scheme. So if there is a blue room, it is blue everywhere. It is blue (laughs) trim ceiling walls. And Mm. our room was dark brown, like chocolate leather brown, which was really kind of cool and sexy when you first saw it. And then you were like, this is very dark. (laughs) So I want to live in here. Yeah. So before we moved in, I did the walls and the ceiling. I was like, well, trim's such a pain in the butt. I'm just going to see if I can live with it. And we've been here in a year and a half and I'm just like, no, I'm done. So I knew it was going to take forever. And first of all, if anybody does have a painting project coming up, make sure to go get your paint. I, the Benjamin Moore store that I went to here, they're like, oh, we have not had semi-gloss paint. I mean, they have not had semi-gloss. I had to like go drive across town to find some other place that had semi-gloss. And they're like, oh yeah, we have semi-gloss, but we don't have any, what's the, I want to say pastel. What's the, like, uh, the normal finish. Matt, Matt, like, matter, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they don't have any eggshell. I was like, well, you should get in a deal uh, with this other Benjamin Moore yeah, dealer up here. Yeah, they have eggshell over there. 
Because oh my gosh, yeah, there's the, a paint shortage, which is which I don't know. Anyway, I, and crazy. this has also Life been is crazy. A, this has been a big problem this week is the fumes because we sleep in the bedroom, so I'm in okay. it all day painting it, and then I sleep in it, and it's like. 30 degrees at night, but I have to keep the windows open because I'm so stoned oh right gosh. now. And it's just everywhere. I can't get away with it. My daughter's scared to have me drive her to school anymore. Um, but in it's the process, I know I, today's the last coat though. I'm really excited. I, you can see my hands are still covered in paint, but it has given me a lot of time to listen to mm-hmm. my daughter has been bugging me, not bugging me, encouraging me for years to listen to, or watch the new girl. Mm-hmm. which I just, I mean, I don't have time to watch shows that I don't watch with my husband because right. I mean, everything we watch is together and I knew he wasn't going to be into it, but she had just encouraged it. And I just felt like if she is telling me this many times that I should watch it, I should watch it. And I guessed really well about my painting projects. It's like, how long do I think this will be? So I started with uh, season five. <laughs> so I've gone through three <laughs> seasons of new girl while painting. And I was just telling Missy, the last one that I listened to yesterday, apparently was the series finale and I didn't know it you didn't know I mean it seems like you can kind of and again I don't know who any of these characters are because I'm not watching it I'm just listening to it in my headphones while it's playing and so I was kind of and I was like well this seems kind of like a big deal like they're leaving the apartment (laughs) but then (laughs) I went to go see which episode was next and there isn't one so I guess I'm done I guess so I have that has been kind of my listen my look is the after party Apple Plus. It is a high school reunion after party. So a bunch of these people get together. There's the really, this dude who became really famous, like a famous actor musician. So they all go to his fancy, fancy mansion um, for this after party. And then I'm not spoiling anything because it's literally in the trailer. Um, He dies. (laughs) He dies. (laughs) And then it becomes this kind of like modern day mystery of interviewing each of the guests. It's kind of like clue-ish, but so funny. Is it, oh, it's Tiffany. Is it Hedish or Hedish? Uh Tiffany yes, Haddish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she's the main like FBI agent or the police agent who's interviewing all the guests. And she is hilarious. And then she's Sam Richardson, if anybody's ever watched Veep, uh, he's from Veep. And then Ben yes. Schwartz oh, he's there, so good. who plays John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. And from oh Love Middle he's just one of the too. best worst characters ever. Oh my God. So it is just, and it says it's for age 14 plus, but we let our 12 year old watch it with us. We needed kind of a new family show that we were we watching. And I thought it might be a little too just uh, talky talky for him. Like it's not a lot of action. It's more conversation, but it's so funny that it kept him really engaged. So I think that is a winner. Like everybody, I think it even got some, a round of applause after we turned it, like everybody was like, that was very good. So, okay. Yeah. All right. And then in honor of one of our listeners, Danielle G reached out after the Kara Harvey episode last week and wanted to know which planner Kara uses. And I thought, how have we we had her on twice and we have not asked her that. And so it ends up, she uses one called the plum paper planner. So Google that and we'll, or we'll put the link in the show notes too. Um, And I guess last year she had used one, it's called the MAE morning, afternoon, evening format. And this year she's just using the ME. She got rid of the afternoon, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And the format is the vertical eight and a half by 11 customized with her time blocks and the habit tracker add on page. Which I mean, I mean, it sounds intense. It does sound intense, but Kara's intense. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. so uh, I thought that was amazing. I let's see, what was the other one that we, the Clever Fox plan? Clever Fox. Um, Whitney Hawthorne from episode 45, the savvy working mom had recommended. And that was this one. You use it too, right? You use the annual I, one. I've got this. I bought the annual one. Yeah. Big, it's a old big old guy. heavy book. And as you can tell, I, have abandoned it and I don't know I I'm not a great planner user I'd like to learn to be a good planner user no but I've here's my thing I listened to my gut and I figured out and I've created my own solution so this is yes so I'm going to tell you what my problem was I this is my learn I've learned about myself I was trying to do too much in one thing 
So I would have like a binder or a planner or whatever. And I would try to use it for, I'm on the board of a bunch of different things. Yeah. So I would take my notes for our, you know, our monthly board meetings in there. And then I would also have a to-do list in there. And then I would also have like, what books do I want to read? And everything was all merged together. And so I decided I needed a notebook for each thing. So I did like carrying hope. This is stuff for the book and the podcast genius this is stuff for my shack board and this is stuff for glisten and informed parents so when i am in a board meeting for any one of these i just have to take the thing that applies to it and i take my notes and i put it in there and so that's that but then i have this <laughs> which is my this is my to-do like shopping list that kind so of stuff. Just a folio. Stuff, stuff that i just get rid of like yeah. the, this stuff lasts like a day to a couple of days and then it gets right. off And then I have a spiral over here, which is my stuff like books I want to read or a recipe I want to make sure stuff that I don't want to rip off that I may need to look back to in a few weeks or a couple months and refer to. This is all genius. But this is not like my Caring Hope board meeting notes getting mixed in with a bunch of crap. I'm a legal pad nut. Like I have a ton of legal pads and I tried to do that. Like I'd write at the top of the legal pad, like I'm using it for this thing but then I would end up mixing them up anyway. Yes. So I like that you have like the little books. Look, I feel like that. And then look, there's a little calendar in here too. Cause I love Fingers a calendar. Scrolling. I don't want to like All day by day calendar, life. but it's got like <laughs> yeah. my, yeah. So if I have vacations or whatever, and then it's all just right in here. So send me that. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. Send, so this, so if I'm going to a meeting or whatever, I just have this. And, and then whatever the actual, like if it's a shack board meeting, I've got this and then I am all covered and these guys live safely at home when they are not at a particular meeting. And it is like, I don't, it hit me like around new year's and I didn't want to share it until I actually had tried and true. And it's like, it's perfect. It's ex- exactly what I've been searching yeah. for. And it is made up of this costs like a buck 50, this costs like 90 cents and, yeah. and it all fits in this little handy thing. And I'm so overjoyed that I have this little solution that now works for me. So yeah. I know where everything is. So yes, I have Love it. as much as I am excited to, and oh Lord, I want to go that plum paper planner place and just spend a million dollars. I think I have learned about myself that I am I'm looking to other people to solve my solutions. Kind of like a, what was the, ask an Enneagram coach. She's like, why are you trusting everybody else to come up with a solution for your life or say what you're doing? Like, no, you need to like, I just kind of like, what would be my ideal planner? Like if I was to invent one, what would it be? And I was like, I want, I want this calendar. I want a place for my things that last a day. And I want my things that I need to refer back to. And and I You're need it. I, I, I knew what it. I needed all along. I'm like this. No, that's not Cinderella. Who? No, that's Dorothy. Dorothy knew. <laughs> I have so many yeah. paint fumes. <laughs> oh, right. It I'm was like, all in her all along. Yes, I am Dorothy. I clicked my heels and I got this really cheap solution to my uh, organization. So I can't tell you how many hundreds of dollars I've spent on planners because oh, I love a beautiful book. I, I like pretty paper. I'm all about a colored pen. But it doesn't work for me. That's not how I organize my brain. And yeah. I think you're I had to try them all out to find it, to find the right one. Yes. Yeah. Now, what do you use? I decide that needs to be a question that we ask. That's a good on. question. I know. Yeah. So what do you use? You know, I, I love the notes and it's kind of the opposite of, of what you just said, but I love the notes section on my iPhone. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's all there. It's all there. Yes. So. I do use that a lot. Yeah, I yeah. should use that. I should use that. And I have so many little notes. I go back in there. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's where I put that. Right. I really am. A, I'm a writer. I'm a hand writer. Yeah. And so I, but I think that if I could do it more digitally, that's exactly what I would want to do too. Cause then it's wherever you want it. If I leave my little blue folder somewhere and I'm out and yeah. about, then I'm kind of hosed, but yeah, to have your notes on your phone. That's, yeah. That's I put the things like, like I have a credit card for an organization I work with. And it, the billing zip code, I always want to put in my zip code and that's not it. And so like, I just have a note that like your billing zip code for this is, right. you know, yes. that's the kind of stuff I put in my notes. Cause no matter where I am, I'm like, 
I've had it happen more than once that I'm buying something for the organization. And then you're the person will ask and I'm like, Oh, it's this. And they're like, it's See, the that's, I email myself. So I email myself <laughs> your filter side, like for our furnace filter, I can never remember what size it is. So I no. have an email to myself. That's called your furnace filter sizes. <laughs> then it's in there. That's the kind of stuff I put in notes. Like yes. this is the kids' school ID numbers. Like oh Lord, yes. You know, like I I have one memorized finally, and I think I am just getting the second one. Like the one that's graduating. <laughs> yeah, he'll be gone, and I'll still be going. Oh, it's da 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 da. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like we got some good look, listen, learns here. We'll put yeah. everything in the yeah, show notes for anybody who's driving and didn't get a chance to write that down. And we didn't even get to talk much about your strength finder work. I know that that's something that you um, feel strongly about. And we do have a strength finder episode. Yeah. Um, way back in also, the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody has some more questions about that, you can do that there or hook up with you and you do like a 45 minute intro session, right? For people who want to get right. To, right. Uh, it's just like a free session for just to, for people to let me know what's going on with them and how you know, learn how I can help. Yeah. And uh, do you have a newsletter too? I feel like you do. I, I do not, but that is in the work. That's in the work. Okay. The okay. I, but yeah, but I do do a strength finder, like as it's like a, Palette cleanser, welcome with every client. That's just the very first thing. That's how we kick off our sessions together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we it's really- Very useful information. Yeah. It was. It was. I learned some stuff about me that I didn't want to know, yeah. but I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need to go back and listen to that episode too. I mean, there's some of the- Again, it's I kind need of to like coach core, you on that then. Yeah. It's kind of like um, core values too where yeah. it seems like it's so much part of you that you should just be able to know it and just be able to rattle right. it off. But sometimes you do need a little bit of a help, a little bit of a professional guide to be able to be like, okay, yeah, it's all in you. It's right. just, it's just getting it out of you and, and, you know, getting it down and making some sense of it's it. It's so, so helpful in understanding why some things in the past felt good and why some things in the right. past did not feel good because we don't give ourselves a name it before. It. Mm-hmm. And the thing about your strengths is they're, they're things that come so naturally to you that you just figure that everybody has them. Yeah. So sometimes it takes something like a strengths finder to point out that part of you because you yeah. think, wait, this is unique. Doesn't everybody have this? And no, it's just that it's such a part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to need to have you back on to talk, do another strengths finder talk because I do think that is a really important thing too. But for people who cannot wait for that, uh, definitely <laughs> reach out and schedule um, some of that time to see how you guys could work together and, and start off with the strengths finder. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah. So really oh, glad I'm to excited. finally meet It's been you. so fun. Thank you. Oh, I got to okay. come to Austin now. Yes, you yes. do. I know. Once we keep talking about things. if COVID ever decides to get to a point where life is simpler, we want to do like a meetup and have our oh, so guests and all our new friends that we've made and yes. do some sort of something. I don't, we haven't yes. nailed down what it is yet, but it's coming. We will do a summit someday or something. I don't yeah. know. Ooh, I like that. Yes. I mean, we've met so many brilliant people that I, I can't even imagine what together we could put out there. We're going to solve every problem in the world. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or at least every problem in a mom's world, which right, I yes. mean, it feels like every problem in the world when it comes there. It so, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We know how busy you are. So I appreciate your time. Well, thank, thank you, you for having me. I thank appreciate you. it. All right. Have, have a great, great day. rest of your day. Okay. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.